Hey there, welcome to the Next Level Nutrition Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Long, business coach for nutritionists. I help nutritionists just like you create and launch their business and sign their first high-paying client. In this podcast, you'll learn practical strategies to start and grow your nutrition business that you can implement right away. You'll also hear from a ton of guests who have started their own thriving nutrition businesses and share what they've learned throughout their journey. Let's get started. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. So excited to have you here. I'm really excited today. I have my friend and my own copywriter, Megan Taylor, here to talk all about copywriting 101 and what copywriting is. Now, Megan is a copywriter and messaging expert for women who are experts at what they do. She helps her clients find the right words to build authentic connection with their dream clients so they can build a thriving business that allows them to stand out, serve, and sell, and love doing it. Since 2016, she's helped women all over the world have multi-five-figure launches, grow their following and impact, and sell more while working less. And like I mentioned earlier, Megan is my own copywriter. I've had her do my website. She's actually going to redo it for me moving forward as I make some tweaks in my business, um, some sales pages for me. She's just fantastic. I can't get enough of her. (laughs) I'm sure after listening to this, you're going to feel the same way. And I've even had some of my own clients go through her online copywriting courses, which I'm sure she'll share more about. So needless to say, I absolutely love Megan, and I'm sure that you will too after listening to this episode. So um, just join me in inviting Megan to the podcast. Thanks so much for being here, Megan. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm absolutely excited too. This is going to be great because, um, well, I don't know about you. I'm sure this is a little different because you are the copywriting expert, but (laughs) I know when I first started my business, I actually had no idea what copywriting was and I thought it was something completely different. So I'm sure I'm not the only one. Some people listening might be wondering, you know, what this is or they've heard about it and they're not quite sure what they need to do with copywriting in their business. So again, this conversation's going to be awesome. Well, you know what? No pressure because I didn't know what copywriting was when I first started my business. So (laughs) it's all too common. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Well, exactly why we're going to have you to clear it up and give people really, you know, clear direction in moving forward. So that being said, why don't you just start with telling us a little bit about yourself and how you actually got into copywriting then? Sure. So my professional and education background is all in public relations and communications. I have a master's degree in strategic PR and communication management. And like the reason I really went into PR, um, it wasn't for the fancy press conferences and like crisis management, all of that stuff did kind of appeal to me once I was in there. But really, I just always wanted to be a writer and had no idea how to make a career out of it. So when I discovered that PR was a thing, um, I was just super, super interested. And so that's the career path that I kind of went down. And I worked in marketing and PR for several years. Um, Here in Canada, I worked with like agencies, I worked in a couple of government jobs, and all that fun stuff. Um, I got my master's over in Scotland. And so I worked over there for a few years too, um, doing marketing for different groups. And I started freelancing on the side. And so I wasn't just doing copywriting. Like I said, I didn't really know what copywriting was, but I was writing blog posts. I was doing website copy here and there in and among 
a whole bunch of other things. Like I was kind of a Jill of all trades in the beginning doing everything that everybody threw at me. I would, <laughs> I would just take on the work. And then I kind of just discovered copywriting and, and how you could use it kind of in a persuasive way to get people to take action that's in their own best interest and how powerful a tool it was to help other people run and grow their businesses. And so I just started kind of making that my niche. I learned more and more that everything that I could get my hands on about copywriting and yeah, the rest is history. Mm, I love that. And I mean, the more everyone's going to learn about you, I'm sure, through this conversation is that, you know, you, I think you still or you definitely still bring in that strategic marketing mindset or skill set into your copywriting. I feel like the two match really, really well, because I'm sure as we might find out, there's probably some copywriters out there who can just write really well, but then writing really well and having strategy and marketing skills behind it, I think really makes you that double whammy um, person in the industry. Oh, thanks. I definitely think like copywriting, I always say it's it's three components. It's part art, it's part science, and it's part magic. And the magic only comes when you kind of are able to weave those first two parts together. There's definitely an art to it in being able to write pretty words and, you know, just being able to sit down and let the words flow. But there's a real science to it too. And, you know, copywriting it is at its core is, is encouraging people to take action. And so there's definitely a lot of thought and a lot of strategy that needs to go into that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay, so let's just start out and get really clear, you know, what is copywriting and what is copywriting not? So yeah, some the best way for me to explain what copywriting is, is usually to explain what it isn't. Um, copywriting with a double U is not the same as copywriting with an R, copywriting like R-I-G-H-T. Um, I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> I won't be able to tell you how to, you know, protect your intellectual property and all that kind of stuff. It's not the same thing. And it's not the same thing as content writing either. Not technically, there is a lot of overlap there. Content writing is, you know, your typical blog post or your Instagram caption or something like that. But where copywriting comes into play is, is that strategy piece, right? It's when you actually are getting to a point where you have to convince your reader to take a certain action. And so it literally is just using the right combination of words to encourage people to take the action you want them to take. Mm, okay, absolutely. So you're not copywriting and putting that little trademark symbol on anything no. that anyone creates. It's not like you said, the legal part, it's the writing, it's the persuasion, it's the like magic that you're putting into what you're saying to invite those people into that, you know, transformation or product or experience with you. Absolutely. And like you are seeing words that have been written by professional copywriters every single day, multiple times a day, sometimes without even knowing it, right? Like from the newspaper ads that you read to the magazine articles that you read, anything where somebody is paying money to try and get you to take a certain action or think about something or feel a certain way, chances are there's a copywriter working their magic behind the scenes. Mm, yeah, absolutely. I'm sure. Just like you said, we don't even know it's happening. But mm -hmm. we're, if we're enjoying something we're reading, like, I'm sure that there's some element there of somebody that has this as a skill set, which kind of leads me to the next question of, you know, 
we have a lot of nutritionists or health coaches listening. They might still be in school or just out of school. They're just starting to wear that business hat. Like they didn't even know they had to be a business owner. So they're just warming up to that. You know, they might now be sitting there asking themselves, you know, do I need to now be a copywriter as well? So can they write their own copy or is this something they should always be outsourcing? You absolutely can write your own copy. In fact, I encourage new business owners to always start by writing their own copy. You are never going to know what good copy is for your business unless you've tried doing it yourself. So instead of outsourcing right away, it's so important because copywriting is one of those skills that when you start learning it and you start practicing it yourself, it, it transfers across your entire business because at its core, copywriting isn't even just the act of putting words on paper. It's getting really super clear about who you're talking to and how you can connect with them and how you can encourage them and convince them to take action. And when you do that, it doesn't just influence you know your copy. It also influences your sales calls. It influences your relationships with your clients and the way that you show up on social media. And so it doesn't have to be an intimidating and scary thing. You absolutely can learn to do it yourself and you absolutely should learn to do it yourself. Mm, Yeah, that's a really good point. So if somebody's sitting there thinking like, you know, I don't even know if I'm a good writer. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's I have writer's block. I get stuck. um, I don't even know what to say. Like, do you have any tips for them just starting out and I just wanted to side note, I know for myself, you know, it was really hard for me at the beginning, but the more comfortable I got and the more of like a skill that I created, you know, I didn't, I didn't start naturally as a writer. um, So I had to build that skill in. Is there something that you recommend people doing every day or a way that they can get more comfortable with the copywriting skill? The first for me is like a mindset thing. You have to just stop believing this lie that you're a bad writer. Mm -hmm. There is no such thing in my view as a bad writer. There, you know, just if, even if you didn't do well in English class in high school, or even if you find it really hard to write essays in, in college or in university or whatever, that doesn't mean you're a bad writer. It might mean you struggle with like academic writing or a certain kind of writing, but it's so important to challenge that mindset and that belief about yourself because nobody understands your business and nobody understands your audience better than you. And that makes you the best possible writer, at least right now, for your business and for your goals. So just thinking about it that way. And then in terms of like what, how you can actually practice, it's just by doing and it's by reading, really paying attention and being hyper aware of you know, the copy that you're reading on a regular basis. So if you are looking at somebody's sales page, whether it, you know, you want to invest in something for your business, or you're even just like looking at something at Sephora, right? And it's like, it's a new product that's really captured your attention and you're interested. Read the words and try and figure out, okay, what is it that they're saying that's really making me interested in this product or in this service? Pay attention to that. And the more you can intentionally focus on those things, automatically, the better you're going to be able to do to write it into your own copy. Hmm. So that kind of brings up for me, this idea of like, um, are we trying to write the way, like our client or prospective client would want to hear? Like, I'm trying to think of a good example, like, are we using their words? Or are we writing like how we would talk? Are we using our own words when we're writing? 
It's a little bit of both. I always say that really good copywriting is finding that sweet spot between what it is that you want to say and what your audience actually wants to hear. So the best and most powerful copy that you can be writing will absolutely 500% without a doubt use your reader's language because if they're reading it and it's words that they understand and there's no like complicated jargon in there, like it's just going to feel like having a conversation with a friend or somebody that they already know, like, and trust. And that's definitely what you want. But then at the same time, you also want to be making sure you're writing in your voice. Don't use words that you wouldn't actually use in a conversation with somebody in real life because it's going to come across as forced, right? Mm-hmm. So we kind of tap into both of those things and try and find a middle ground. And normally, you know, you want your dream client and you want your reader to be somebody who would resonate with the way that you'd speak anyway, right? So it's it's not as challenging as some people might think it is at the beginning. Um, but just write what feels good to you and then try and weave your client's language in there. Mm, yeah, that's a great tip. And this is kind of similar to what I teach my clients about when they're working with their nutrition clients, um, you know, kind of that onboarding beforehand, like you want to try to make it as um, relatable to who you are anyways, because let's say you wrote an email that was like very um, straightforward, like very straight laced and, you know, no like let's say you're very humorous or fun person and and the email came off like very serious and curt. Um, and then in person, they come to your session and you're like, hey, how are you? And you're like very open and welcoming. It's kind of a different person that they're seeing, you know, in the online presence, in the communication versus how you actually are. So kind of just like you said, try to be as authentic as possible so that they get a sense of who you are, I guess, on all platforms, not just like who you are online versus in person. Absolutely. You really want that consistency, right? And I think there's so much pressure out there when you start researching copywriting and stuff like that for your business. There's going to be all of these things telling you you have to nail your brand voice and you really have to get clear on your brand voice. And I honestly think brand voice is a little bit of BS because (laughs) your brand voice, especially if you're a solopreneur, if if it's just you running your business or your practice, that's that's you. You are your brand voice. There are going to be certain elements of yourself that you don't put into your business and that's okay. But if you start showing up inauthentically and you start writing words that you wouldn't actually say in real life, or like you said, if you're using a really serious professional tone in your emails, but that doesn't feel good to you, your customers, your audience is going to, they're going to notice that difference and it's going to break that trust to a certain extent. Yeah, so you bring up kind of a really good point. Um, One that I would love to talk a little bit more about it's, you know, when we're writing, are we supposed to be writing with like more of an emotional tone, meaning like we're really trying to like reach somebody on a personal level, really speak to them like person to person versus like, um, I guess, like teacher and student where like the communication feels a little bit unbalanced. You know, what is your best recommendation for approaching the actual writing and how we can best communicate ourselves in this situation. Totally. No, you're absolutely right. The the more you can dig deep into the emotion that is driving someone's search for whatever it is that you're offering, the better you're going to be able to connect with them and the better able you're going to be able to like convince them to actually take that 
action. And so it's so important to remember that almost every single decision that we make in our lives, especially when it comes to where we're going to invest our time or our money, there is an emotional component to that decision always. And it doesn't matter whether I'm considering hiring a nutritionist, whether I'm looking for, you know, what photographer I'm going to hire for my wedding or what bag of chips I'm going to buy at the grocery store that day. There is always like some certain level of emotion to that decision making. And so the deeper you can dive into that emotion and reflect it back at the reader, the more understood they're going to feel, right? If you are saying, well, the baseline problem that's making somebody want to look for a nutritionist is because they want to increase their energy in their day-to-day life. It's like, okay, but what pain points and what emotions are actually driving them to be like, okay, I'm finally going to take action. I'm finally going to hire somebody to help me with this. It's not just the lack of energy. It's the fact that they don't feel like they can play with their kids the way that they want. They don't feel like they can focus on their work to their fullest potential. And so what emotions is that causing for them? They're frustrated. They're upset. They're sad, right? And and digging deeper into that. And if you can reflect that back to them in their language, it's not going to turn them off. If anything, it's going to drive them closer to you because they're going to say, this person understands me. And because I trust that this person understands me, I also trust that they have the solution. Yeah. And you really hit the nail on the head here. And, you know, not to call anyone out, I have totally done this in my nutrition business before as well. But I think what I see a lot of people doing is just, um, you know, maybe like once in a while, uh, adding a little bit of content or copywriting out there about like, you know, who they can help or how they can help or maybe a personal story. But a lot of the time is spent just trying to sell like their package, like, hey, I have a one off session, or my 60 minute session includes XYZ. And they spent a lot spend a lot of time promoting those qualities of like why someone should work with you versus the, you know, emotional component. So how important is it to you know, share more of the emotional side and the storytelling, but also share the like, this is what you get when we work together. The emotional side of things and the thing that's actually waiting for you on the other side of that package or whatever it is that you're selling is actually far more important than what you are actually selling, right? If somebody um, decides to enroll or subscribe to the Atkins diet, they're not, you know, going into that diet because they want the crappy granola bars or, you know, the fitness shakes and all that kind of stuff. They're going in it because they want the transformation and the result that's waiting on the other side and the emotions they've associated with that transformation. I always say that if you're focusing too much on like the features of your offer, it's like saying, okay, this is the private jet or this is the car that we're going to be driving in to get to the destination. But then you're never actually telling them what the destination is. And so people aren't going to buy into that. People absolutely want to know what's included, right? But that is not, at the end of the day, what makes their decision easy for them. They're not sitting there and saying, oh, wow, this nutritionist is going to give me workbooks and there's a call every single week. Like those are, those are great. Those are great things that they want to know are included in whatever they're investing in. But at the end of the day, they want to know, so what? 
what is that actually going to deliver for me? How is that going to impact my life? How is that going to change this problem that I'm facing right now? And so I would argue that maybe 80% of your messaging needs to be focused on that, you know, the desired transformation. They're not buying your six-month coaching package. They're not buying your five-module nutrition course. They're buying the transformation that's waiting for them once they've gone through that program. Yeah. Wow. And so if somebody's going to write on their website, you know, um, it, like you said, you get like five 60-minute calls and you get workbooks. How can they um, like put some magic into that using your words of like the copywriting skill? How can they put that magic touch to really convey like kind of a next level um, transformation with those features? You always just have to ask yourself, so what? And maybe even ask yourself that again and again and again so that you're like that needy toddler that's always sitting there going, why, why, why this, why that, right? Dig really, really deep, right? Okay, so you've included, you've decided to include bi-weekly calls. Why? So what? What is that actually going to deliver for the client? And it doesn't have to be forced. Just reflect personally, like when you were building out this package, when you were building out this program, whatever it is that you created, why did you include each of these features? What did it actually mean to you? And and maybe even like brain dump all of that out in a separate document. It does, Not all of that information actually has to go into your copy, right? But think about like, why does it actually make a difference that this is one of the features? So, so what? is probably the most powerful question you can ask yourself in copy. Mm, okay. So would that even look like, let's say they did want to include some of that language on like their sales page or their um, work with me page. So would that say like, you know, five, 60 minute calls where we will go through, you know, X, Y, Z together, like giving them more detail. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. So for every single feature you want to say, you get this so that you can that, mm. right? So always having that back and forth, that back and forth. This is the feature and we're going to do this so that you can achieve this result. So it's exactly what you just said. It's, you know, we're going to have bi-weekly calls so that you can get answers to all your questions as they're coming up for you in real time, things like that. Yeah, that's much more compelling. I'm like, ooh, like, you know, even though the calls, like I, I kind of know what might happen on a call, it's like still nice to see that written out so that there's no questions to be asked. And I feel really like safe in my decision to work with you. And you have to remember too, that like when you're writing your copy, you know exactly what the benefits of all of these things are, right? You know what the benefit of having a biweekly call is or a monthly video session, but your reader might not. This might be the first time that your reader has ever worked with a nutritionist or even worked with a health professional in that capacity before. And so they don't necessarily know what the benefits are when you're so close to your offer it can be really hard to differentiate those two things, right? But really try, imagine you were explaining this to like a five-year-old or an 85-year-old. What information would they need to know to be like, oh, okay, that makes sense. I understand why you've included that. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So then would you actually, you know, write something, whether it's like a social media post sharing about your new nutrition program or your website or any anything you're really writing, would you share that with somebody close to you, like a trusted family member, a friend, maybe even like an ideal client, like somebody in that actually needs your help? Would you share the writing with them to get feedback to see if it's actually landing with them? 
I absolutely would. I would just always be a little careful who you're sharing it with because not all feedback is good feedback necessarily. You really want to be sharing your copy with somebody who really closely fits that ideal client for you. So, you know, when I'm writing things and when I'm targeting female business owners, it's always a real, I'm tempted to share it with my husband and he has really great feedback sometimes, but sometimes he'll pinpoint also things in my language that don't resonate with him. And it's like, well, that doesn't actually matter because you're not who I'm trying to target with this message, right? And I I don't really care if it doesn't resonate with you. And so keeping that in mind, like if you have I wouldn't say clients maybe in this case, but if you have, you know, friends in the industry, somebody who doesn't know what you do inside and out, because that's another thing. If Like if I shared my copy with another copywriter, the feedback I'd get from that person would be totally different, right? You really want to identify people in your life that could benefit from what you're selling and then see if what you're writing is resonating with them. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like that could be said about like, lots of business decisions because I'll talk with Craig, my partner, and he's like, yeah, he just doesn't get it the same way. Mm-hmm. And although, yeah, although he can be like so helpful, so supportive, it's just, you know, you kind of, like you said, have to find that sweet spot of somebody that you trust that gets it, but doesn't get it too, too much. Totally. I always joke and say that my husband was my business coach for the first like four years of my business, but <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't serve you, right? Like you really need to remember who you're, who you're writing for, who you're building your business for. And that's the only person whose feedback actually matters. Mm-hmm. Great point. Hey there, I hope you're getting so much value from this episode. So I wanted to take a quick pause to tell you about the Next Level Nutrition Biz Collective and share a special offer just for podcast listeners like you. If you're trying to get momentum with your nutrition business or need some support figuring out your next steps or brainstorming ideas, this monthly membership is for you. Inside, you'll get monthly in-depth marketing, sales, and business trainings, and Q&A sessions to help you grow your nutrition business, as well as a supportive community where you can ask questions and exchange ideas. If you want to learn more or join us in the Next Level Nutrition Biz Collective, head on over to www.stephanielong.ca slash membership, and be sure to use the code podcast in the checkout to get your first month for only $7. See you inside. Okay, I'm going to ask a question that I know so many people are probably thinking or have struggled with, and I know you have some really good tips for this. What does somebody do if they have writer's block or if they've just hit a wall and they don't even know how to move forward? Right. For me, it's a combination of two things. The first, it goes back to that mindset piece again, right? It's really getting clear with yourself. Why the heck am I struggling so much to write this copy? And a lot of the time, it's because there's some sort of like underlying message that you're feeding yourself about your ability to write, or you're putting way too much pressure on yourself to just actually write this thing and get it done. And so it's taking a step back and acknowledging, okay, this doesn't have to be perfect. As long as I get some words down on paper today, that's okay. That copy can be drafted and revised over and over again, and actually will be like your messaging will change throughout the lifetime of your business as you grow, as you get 
clearer on who you want to serve and as you pivot, right? So just letting go of that perfectionism and that pressure and just trying to have fun with it. And create. I like to create like little rituals around my writing. So I offer like VIP days in my business. And those are like, I'm literally sitting down and writing copy for about eight hours straight. And for me, it's like, okay, I always have to have a cup of tea on my desk. I have to have a candle lit. I like say a few mantras to myself in the morning to try and help me overcome those perfectionist tendencies that we all really have and welcoming that creativity and knowing when to step away. Because if you are trying to force copy to come when it's not coming, that that forcefulness is going to show up in your copy and it's not going to have that fun, flowy, conversational point of view that you want it to have in order for it to connect with the reader. There are a lot of copywriters out there who will say like, no, force the process. There's no such thing as writer's block. Just sit down and write things until it goes away. But I don't necessarily believe that. I don't believe in doing things in our businesses that make us feel overly uncomfortable to the point where they're not productive. Yeah, That's one side of it. Mm -hmm. But on the other side, if you're really struggling with writer's block, it's probably, I I guess it also comes from that pressure side, but you're probably trying to talk to too many people at once, right? If you sit down and you say, okay, I'm going to write an email to my email list today. And that's an email list of 500 people. What am I going to say to 500 people? Like, holy crap, of course you're going to have writer's block, right? Because it's a lot of pressure. Um, So instead, whenever you're writing things, try and picture one person in your head call this the one reader exercise in copywriting and it's like okay who is the one person that I know is on my email list or that I know is following me on Instagram or that has liked my Facebook page that I know is really going to benefit from what I have to say today and what would I say to that person and how would I relate to them how is this going to impact them in their day-to-day life and so having that kind of grow to person in your mind that that is always the person that you're writing to is going to help you tremendously so that instead of writing an email to 500 people, you're sending an email to a friend or instead of writing an Instagram post to your 2000 followers, you're writing a DM to somebody and it just takes that pressure off and makes it that much easier. Yeah, I love this because actually this has helped me so much. I used to get that overwhelm of like, I have to say it, you know, I have to try to appeal to all these different people. And then I just started really thinking about like, to be perfectly honest, somebody that I've worked with before that I feel really safe with, that Mm -hmm. is very responsive to my work, very encouraging. Shout out, shout out to my client, Tracy, if you're listening, it's you. <laughs> I'm always thinking about Tracy in my head because she's always so responsive to my emails and um, like has really thoughtful things to say back and it becomes more of a conversation. So that gives me a lot of security when I'm sitting down. I'm honestly just writing for Tracy and that makes me feel a lot more genuine because she knows who I am. So I can be a little bit more conversational and I can be a little bit more friendly than thinking about this like list that that I need to write to that I kind of just don't even know who's on the other end. So this has really helped me a lot. That's so awesome. And what, you know, what, how that benefits you is that let's say you have an email list of a thousand people. There are probably at least, you know, 750 of those people have something in common with Tracy that when they're reading your email, they're like, Oh my gosh, is she speaking directly to me? And when you get really clear on who your niche is and who you're talking to as a group, then this one reader exercise benefits you so much because you're always, even by talking to one person, 
you are still talking to that group of people that have something in common and that you've built your audience around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think just like you said, it makes you more comfortable and confident as a writer um, and kind of takes that scariness away. And another thing I kind of going back to the other point you had of, you know, creating that ritual for yourself or not forcing it if it's not coming. One thing that's maybe you can agree, Megan, but one thing that I always find is when I'm feeling stuck and like the words aren't flowing, I'm just hitting a wall. um, If I go on a walk if I have a shower, just something about having a shower and just like the water washing over me, like all these ideas start coming. Or I'm sure a lot of you can relate when I'm going to bed at night. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have the perfect social media post. If only I could just, you know, somehow write it down right now. But yet I'm drifting off to sleep. So for me, I find it's always when I like let go of the pressure. That's when the ideas come. Absolutely. And that's what it like. If you have to step away from the copy, then step away and just try and do something completely different. Try and do those things that you know spark creativity for you. So for me, it's the exact same thing. It's usually going on a walk and listening to a podcast or it's sitting down and reading like a fiction book or something like something that sparks that creativity in me, but that actually has nothing to do with the copy that I'm writing. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so this brings me now to, you know, the question of when should somebody invest in copywriting support? Because you've given so many tips for, you know, starting out doing your own copy, getting really clear on your voice, how to get over the writer's block. What about if someone is just like not interested in writing their copy or feels like how would they know that they're ready for that next step? Um, it kind of depends on where you are and how you're enjoying the copywriting process, what your priorities are, how much you value your time, all that kind of stuff. I always say that even if you're just starting out, even if you're not going to outsource to a copywriter yet, which is fine, like I said, like build those skills for yourself first, but it could be worth if it's within your means to invest in resources that are going to teach you those copy skills for yourself. So look at copywriters that you admire and see if they have any resources to help you at that stage in your business. Like I have my copy template shop and that is what that's created for is for those business owners who are still in a place where, you know, they're not ready to outsource, but they still want to learn and they want to benefit from, you know, learning copy skills from a pro. When you're ready to outsource is usually at the point where you kind of know your niche, you know your messaging, you know exactly who you want to be talking to, and you're ready to build a business where you're only working with dream clients. So for me, most of the people who come with me to work with me one-on-one, it's either at a point where they're pivoting in their business. So they've decided, you know, they no longer want to just be, let's say, a general nutritionist and they really want to focus on fat loss. And so they want to look for those clients who are, are really interested in that. Or they're a bit tired because they're not attracting the right kind of leads for their business. So they keep getting people coming to them who can't afford their rates, um, who don't have pain points that they can solve. And so they need a little bit of help with their messaging overall. So when you get to a point where A, writing copy is no longer worth your time and it's totally worth it to send it off to a copywriter who's going to get it up and running for you a lot quicker and a lot easier and have more qualified, high-paying leads coming through your door, then that's definitely a time to outsource, right? So it, you, but it's so important to build those skills at the forefront so you really know what you're looking for. And it's going to make your relationship with your copywriter 
a million times easier when you know who you're talking to and kind of why you're different in your industry. But there's still, you can invest in copywriting at any stage of your business. It just looks a little different. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. And I and I do agree and echo, you know, the whole sentiment of like starting with doing the writing yourself because, you know, unless you're going to hire a copywriter for everything you create and everything you write, you don't want to have you don't want to not have the skill set to do it yourself because then I believe, or you can correct me if I'm wrong, Megan, but I'm sure there'd be like a huge discrepancy between what you're writing, let's say on your like daily social media content versus maybe what your website content looks like that was written by a copywriter. Like you want to, like you said, know your ideal client enough that there is some flow there and it's not like very, very different writing styles. Totally. And that's a lot of people's hesitation when they are ready to invest in a copywriter, but they can't quite like push themselves over the edge because they're like, oh no, if I, you know, if I hire somebody to write by website, it's going to sound completely different than what I'm writing on Instagram. And how is it actually going to sound like me? And so by A, by building those copy skills yourself up until that point, it's going to make collaborating with a copywriter that much more beneficial for you because you're going to say, okay, here's like what my messaging is right now. This is how I like to talk online. This is who I'm talking to. And your copywriter can kind of have that consultant and coaching role with you too, to be like, okay, this is where that messaging is supporting you and your business goals. And this is where it's kind of actually hurting you and where what you're saying actually doesn't match up with the goals you have for your business for the type of dream client that you're trying to reach, right? So when you have those foundations in place and you really know your messaging, working with a copywriter is just that much more beneficial for you because you can learn from them and adapt. And it's not all going over your head when I'm talking about, you know, different frameworks and all that kind of stuff. You want to have those basics there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not to mention, I'm sure this could be a whole copywriting 102 podcast episode. Maybe (laughs) we can do in the future, but you know, copywriting with intent, like you said, with that strategy of, you know, when someone, let's say jumps on your website, having different copy in different places to lead them through this journey. So it's not just they come to your website, they read it, they click away. It's like the storyline you're building where you're bringing them through each, you know, page or wherever you want them to go on your website because you've been really strategic about, you know, where they'll click next and where you want them to focus their attention. Totally. And that's where having a second set of eyes can be so beneficial because when you're in your business constantly, you're like, let's face it, we're bringing up our own websites at least once a week and looking <laughs> at it, right? And so having somebody else come on and be like, hey, actually, when I come to your website, I can't find this information. And that's actually what I really need and want to know. So having that second set of eyes can be really beneficial. Yeah. I know that's also why I hired you because you know, I kind of fall under a few different things here, but, you know, definitely wanting to hone in even more on that ideal client, really create, you know, this funnel for them when they land on my page to know where they want to go. And I, you know, I think I did really well for years doing my own copy, but now where I'm at my business, it's like really refining it. And what I've found is like having your eye to refine it. I'm now seeing how I can refine other places like my social media copy and my email list and things like that. So it's been this really cool experience to like have what I've created serve me for so long and now to take it to that next step and refine it and see how my my clients interact with my website and my copy now has been really, really cool. 
Awesome. That's so exciting. And that's, I feel like the way it should be when you collaborate with a copywriter, it shouldn't be like, here's my website, write it for me and then goodbye. Like there needs to be that conversation, right? And that, that teaching component too. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, this has been great. I think you've given um, people a lot to think about in terms of, you know, well, what is copywriting, how to really infuse themselves in their copy, how to get over the writer's block, um, and then when to consider copywriting support. So um, I know that you have a few different offers for, you know, people at different parts of their business journey. Do you want to talk a little bit about your programs, just so people know, you know, maybe they just need a bit of help right now, or even some structure where they might get started, or if someone's looking for more like one-on-one support, what they could do. Definitely. Um, if you're interested in, in looking at all of the different things that I offer, the best thing is to head to my website, which is megantaylormarketing.com. But essentially, I've tried to build out a, a product suite that serves business owners no matter where they are in their business. So there's DIY options, there's done with you options, and there's also done for you options as you progress as your needs change um, and as you kind of decide how you want to work with a copywriter. So for somebody who's just starting out, I have my copy template shop. Um, Each template has a video training that teaches you more in-depth knowledge about copy as it applies to whatever it is that we're writing. And then you actually get like a plug and play Mad Libs style template to actually help you sit down and write. I've also got a website copywriting course called Website in a Week that gives you all of the tools and templates and trainings and everything you need to sit down and actually write your copy for your entire website in as little as a week. And then when you're ready to kind of get that personalized feedback, I offer what are called copy SOS sessions where you send me what you've written. I look it over and I let you know, okay, if I were to make changes, these are the changes that I would make. And I send that over to you. Or if you get to a point where you're totally ready and you're like, I don't want to write another word of copy in, <laughs> ever in the lifetime of my business, um, that's where my copy VIP days come into play. And we just work together. We have a strategy session where we map things out. We talk about your goals for whether it's your website or your sales page or whatever it may be. We come up with a plan together and then you just leave it in my hands and I write it for you. Mm, yeah, I love it. I feel like um, I wish I knew you sooner so that I didn't Aww. struggle so much at the beginning. But, um, you know, handing my copy over to you and having you work your magic and getting it back, it's been so amazing. And, uh, you know, if anyone is looking for a copywriter, I only say this because I absolutely love her. But Megan Aww. is such a star from the beginning and to the end. You know, the um, if you want to learn how to have a really amazing client experience for your own clients, sign up with Megan because she is awesome at what she does and she really knows how to really wow you from the beginning to the end. Thanks so much. Yeah. Well, I just always want to shout your name out because, you know, it's been (laughs) such a pleasure working with you myself and having some clients get some support from you. And I can just see us working together for a long time. So you're not done with me yet. I hope that you like me enough to stick around. (laughs) Absolutely. You know it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Last thing is where can people find you online? And I know that you have a freebie that you want to shout out as well. Yes. So I'm mostly hanging out online on Instagram these days. So you can find me on Instagram 
forward slash Megan Dawn dot Taylor. So N-E-G-A-N-D-A-W-N dot Taylor. I'm always sharing copy tips and reels and photos of my dog, um, which let's face it is my real selling point. (laughs) Um, And for anybody who is really interested in figuring out what goes into the website copywriting process, I have a freebie called the website copy roadmap, which will kind of walk you through everything that you should do before you sit down to write to make sure you're setting yourself up for success, what steps you need to take to make sure your copy is actually going to connect with and convert dream clients, and then some of the most common mistakes that I see in DIY website copy and kind of how to avoid them. And so I think Stephanie has a link, which we can pop into the show notes, um, but it's at copytemplateshop.com forward slash website hyphen copy hyphen roadmap. Yeah, I'll make sure that I put that in the show notes along with your Instagram handle if anyone wants to go follow. I highly recommend it. Her puppy is absolutely adorable. So (laughs) (laughs) even if it's just for the puppy content, definitely go and follow Megan. Definitely. Cosmos will be so delighted. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Megan, thank you so much for coming. Um, This was such a pleasure and I'm sure I'll have you on again soon. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening in. If you like this episode, feel free to leave us a review, share the episode with a friend, or take us on social media. Catch you next time.